Hola, ¿qué tal? Bienvenidos a The Teacher's Mirror, un espacio bilingüe de reflexión en torno a temas educativos, lingüísticos e interculturales producido desde la licenciatura en bilingüismo con énfasis en inglés de la Universidad Tecnológica de Pereira. Yo soy Sandro Echeverry Palacio y los invito a que se pongan cómodos mientras estamos frente a The Teacher's Mirror. Hey there, what's up? Are you alright? ¿A qué tipo de inglés debemos exponer a los estudiantes? Standard English, American English, British English, Formal, Casual. Todas las lenguas se caracterizan por tener variedades y los acentos hacen parte de ello. Pero, ¿es bueno exponer a los aprendices a varios acentos? De esto nos hablarán Manuela y Juan Felipe en este episodio. Ellos son egresados del Bachelor in Bilingual Education de la Universidad Tecnológica de Pereira. Stay with us. Quédense con nosotros para saber más y, de paso, practicar su listening en inglés. Hello, everyone. Our names are Manuela and Felipe. Hello, Manuel. How are you doing? Hello, Felipe. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. And we are here in another podcast talking about exposing students to different accents and different English-speaking countries. To start with the topic, we both agreed that to have a complete understanding of English, we cannot be just exposed to an American accent and attempt to understand how people from other English-speaking countries express themselves in the same language. The difference can be evident in a change of words, spelling, pronunciation, idioms, accents, cultural background, etc. Thus, We're going to start with the talk that you need to expose yourself to many other ways to communicate a simple idea in thousands of manners. What do you think, Manu? Um, yes, so to talk about the differences between the English that is spoken in different countries and to have a better understanding, we need to recognize first what, what a dialect is. So according to Bowen, 2011, a dialect is a subcategorization sub of a language. It is differentiated in terms of grammar and lexis, and it means that, so this means that a dialect is a substandard form or a variation of the language that is commonly used by specific sectors of our society. Um, we could talk, for example, about the Southern American a dialect, the the American, the African American vernacular English, and many more. Interesting. Um, yeah, right now I can't remember the accents. All uh, also, you know that English is a rich language that is spoken in many countries. So naturally, depending on the country, there are variations in pronunciation and even in the written language. So, for example, in England, uh, people say trousers, but in the USA they say pants or jeans to refer to the same thing. Also, the spelling or the change in the spelling of different words in the USA, they write color like C-O-L-O-R, but in England, they write color like C-O-L-O-U-R, so they add a U before the R. Also, it is important to mention the change in the pronunciation, which may be very noticeable. For example, in the case of the American and the British English, where the American English is a rhotic accent, while the British English is non-rhotic. This means that the British people don't tend to pronounce the R, the R at the end. So they would say beta uh, instead of better, which would be the case of the American people. 
Okay, so let's turn to the important part here, which is to talk about the English teaching. How would you bring these topics to the English classroom, Felipe? Mm, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think it would be useful to implement project-based learning. It's a teaching method in which the core idea is that real-world problems capture students' interest and provoke serious thinking as the students acquire and apply new knowledge in a problem-solving context. Here, um, the teacher plays the role of facilitator. He or she works with students to frame their learning while the teacher carries out meaningful tasks with them, coaching both knowledge development and social skills, and assessing what students have learned from the whole experience. Um, yeah, so for example, if we want to implement this method, which is project-based learning, we could carry out a project using the topic of culture and traditions where students would be exposed to different English-speaking countries and their characteristics, um, which refer to all of these speaking aspects that are so important for them to know. So for example, each lesson could be focused on a different country, then when all of the aspects are acknowledged at the end, um, uh, using all of the English skills, different strategies and activities that students would have to carry out during the process of the project-based instruction. Students would have to do a final project, of course. For example, it could be students getting together in small groups. Each of them would be assigned a different country and they would have to create a dramatization, for example, using the country's characterization, characterization and the aspects that were taken during the whole instruction, which would be the slangs, the idioms, the accents, or and it can also be the traditions, which is part of the culture. This is what we can tell about exposing students to different accents and different English-speaking countries and the importance of bringing this aspect to the language to the English classroom. Thank you for listening to us. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, download, and share our episodes. Remember that you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and many other platforms. We will meet again soon to reflect on the teacher's mirror. See you soon.